The celebration of American independence continues with Freedom Fest on July 29th at North 64 Farms in Granville, Ohio. Come for an afternoon filled with food, music, family fun, and conservative speakers. Cash Patel, U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno, young leaders like GOP Josh, Micah Schultz, and others. Best of all, admission is free. Gates open at 2 p.m. Search North 64 Farms on Facebook for more info. Freedom Fest is brought to you by the committee to elect Jake and Sabrina Warner and Turning Point Action. This is Jake Warner reminding you to vote yes on issue one. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children, what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. And GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. The celebration of American independence continues with Freedom Fest on July 29th at North 64 Farms in Granville, Ohio. Come for an afternoon filled with food, music, family fun, and conservative speakers. Cash Patel, U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno, young leaders like GOP Josh, Micah Schultz, and others. Best of all, admission is free. Gates open at 2 p.m. Search North 64 Farms on Facebook for more info. Freedom Fest is brought to you by the committee to elect Jake and Sabrina Warner and Turning Point Action. This is Jake Warner reminding you to vote yes. On issue one. Well, hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, our phone number 574-675-6747. If you think you're supposed to be listening live, you probably aren't, but also you can call into that number and leave a voicemail any time of day, 24-7. If you're in America, I believe it's toll-free. It's a Google voice number, so you can find that on your own if you're outside of America. It might cost you a penny or two, but Anyways, we are glad to be back with you today, this Monday, July 24th, 2023, in the year of our Lord, 2023, on the Red Future Radio Network, our website, gopjosh.com and redfutureradio.com, both of which, not one, it's not gopjosh.com and redfutureradio.com, it's separate, gopjosh.com and then also redfutureradio.com, two separate websites, but we're glad to be with you all today. As always, um, Vivek Ramaswamy. Didn't think I'd start an episode with his name in a long time, or in uh, until any time in the future. But he is from Ohio. He is someone I like in this race because he is from Ohio. I'm a, I'm a proud Ohioan as well. Uh, if the election were held today, Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden, which is in the same poll that has Vivek Ramaswamy overtaking Ron DeSantis in the Republican primary on the verge of overtaking Ron DeSantis in the Republican primary. 
Uh, Donald Trump would beat incumbent President Joe Biden to the White, uh, in the White House if the race was held right now. New findings in a Harvard-Harris poll released on Friday shows that Trump would beat Biden in a head-to-head matchup by five percentage points. That's popular vote. That's not electoral college. The new findings also show that Vivek Ramaswamy is on hot on the heels of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has a shot of eight points on the polls and is only two behind Ron DeSantis. Now, Trump would also beat Vice President Kamala Harris. Should she step up and run in the race, an even bigger margin of 7%. The former president also remains well in front of winning the Republican presidential primary, despite the rise of Ramaswamy. So he's not losing supporters. Donald Trump has the same supporters he's had the whole time. Trump supporters are not gaining or or waning at this point in the primary. Uh, They will in the the general, of course, and they have it in the general. But at this point, Trump is beating Biden in a primary or in the general, I should say, in November, if it was today, by five percentage points. Now, obviously, that doesn't matter if we don't have the Electoral College, but Republicans don't have the downside of, you know, a California or a New York where there's a lot of voters concentrated with very little electoral votes to come from it. We have Florida. But that's not really as massive as as those two states are for Democrats. That's why the Republican uh, the, the electoral college really benefits Republicans in the grand scheme of things, and I like that part of it. Um, I, I like the electoral college system we have now. Um, but that's pretty cool. Um, so the only difference is the fact that this poll uh, is collected via internet panel, which is supposedly the least effective way to gather data. I think that's wrong. In 2023, I think it's more effective than cold calling people because I know myself, I don't I don't answer random phone calls. I'm not a I'm not a registered voter yet either, but I don't answer random phone calls if they if they just call in, you know, I I answer the voicemails on the on the call line, but I don't answer random phone calls to my cell phone. I'm much more likely to respond to a poll if it's on my computer or I can just access it whenever I want to access it and and answer it when I feel like it versus trying to um, answer a call. But it still has Ramaswamy at 10% in the primary, which is crazy because he was unknown just three months ago, six months ago. When did he hop in the race? It was in wintertime. I remember that part. He was pretty much an unknown candidate, right? He, he was kind of a guy that Ohioans knew him. He came around to all the freedom events and all the conservative events throughout the country or throughout the state of Ohio. And I really thought he'd, he'd run for U.S. Senate and I thought he'd be a candidate good for U.S. Senate. Um, Against Sherrod Brown, obviously we have my favorite guy, Bernie Moreno, in the race at this point. But he would have been good against Sherrod Brown, um, Vivek Ramaswamy. He would have won. And I think any Republican is going to win. And I think Bernie Moreno is going to win the primary. But that's besides the point. We're hopefully getting him on the show very soon as well. Um, But yeah, in a two-way poll, uh, Trump is dominating Ron DeSantis, assuming everyone else drops out. we got a good graphic here as well, if I can pull that up. I'm trying to do video for Rumble now as well with my... My Alan Jacoby Patriot Cigar Company hat. I don't know. I can't advertise for them. Uh, people on Twitter got really mad when I published a photo wearing a shirt with his logo on it. But, you know, people are going to hate. I, I don't smoke cigars, but I, I, I can wear a hat that says Patriot Cigar Company. It's not against the law. Um, but, yeah, pretty much in the poll, uh, notably, Larry Elder, Perry Johnson, Larry Elder. Yeah, Perry Johnson, Will Hurd have 0%, all of them. And they're all people, I mean, Larry Elder, he, he announced his campaign on, on Tucker. And I think his campaign died with with Tucker's show, if not before Tucker's show. I guess he still has an account, but he's on Twitter and his, his website. But it's pretty much um, alone, right? He, he's, he's not going to win. He's just kind of tweeting like he always has. And he's just kind of running a campaign to put his name in the news. Um, Francis Suarez is a candidate from... 
Is he from Miami, Florida? The mayor of Miami, Florida. He's losing as well. He he has zero percent. Ryan Binky, Rink, Binkley, is a millionaire. He's never ran for office before, I believe. I may be wrong on that fact. Um, he's at one percent. Doug Burgum's at one percent. Chris Christie's at two percent. Tim Scott's two. All these no names. Mike Pence at seven. Nikki Haley at four. And then Mike Pence being at seven is really what's throwing me off about this poll. I mean, less uh, about Vivek, but um. Rondison, or, uh, Mike Pence being at 7% is kind of insane to me, knowing he's pretty irrelevant, he's pretty hated by MAGA. MAGA doesn't really like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna vote for, for Mike Pence if he's a nominee. No, they're not going to vote for him if, he, if he's the Republican nominee, let alone vote for him in the primary. And we know the MAGA branch of the Republican Party, just based on Donald Trump's standings, have already sort of boosted, right? And since the last Harvard-Harris poll, looks like Trump's fell 7 points, Vivek's gained 8, so if all those supporters are going to Vivek, He's going to drop out after Iowa and endorse Donald Trump anyway. So in a long, grand scheme of things, nothing's moving. Nothing's happening. There's a lot of moving parts just to make news, just to make the headlines, but there's nothing really moving and changing in the Republican primary at this point. Uh, As I've said many times, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee, and I'm glad he's going to be the nominee, and he should be our nominee. He should be uh, the candidate in 2024, whether or not he's under federal indictment or not, or whether or not he's, or not, okay, whether or not he's under federal indictment, he should be our nominee. I think being under a federal indictment and state indictments actually boost him in the polls, as we've seen. I made this case in my in my article, um, gopjosh.com slash opinions. I believe it's slash opinions. Let's, let's make sure of that before I sound stupid. Yeah, gopjosh.com slash opinions. In my piece co-authored with or uh, edited by, refined by a chief Trumpster, the electoral case for Donald Trump on my website over there, gopjosh.com. I lay out the numbers. I lay out the facts. I lay out the data as to why he should be our nominee and why he will win the primary and the presidency in 2024. And that's the electoral case for Donald Trump. The primary, nothing's really changed lately. It's just, it's fun news to follow, really. The primary is kind of fun to just, you know, keep up with, even though nothing's going to matter. It's really a race for second place and a race for vice president. A race for vice president, a race for transportation secretary, a race for HUD secretary, a race for secretary of state, maybe, if you're someone like, I don't know, Mike Pence. But, um... You're and Mike Pence isn't going to get a, a spot in the Trump administration, or I'm, I might not be very happy with Donald Trump. <laughs> but I, I, I love the guy. He's a great president. He will be great, even even greater in 2024 when he doesn't have to worry about the whole, um, yeah, the whole reelection thing. He'll he'll be a lot better. We're gonna be back after this here on the program. What, what's the upcoming new news? Oh, we have Zelensky news. Are you telling me Zelensky's on the schedule? Oh, Zelensky's on the schedule. We'll be right back after this here on The Conservative Crusader. Do not, and I tell you, do not touch that radio dial. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Make sure you support the program on Patreon if you want to keep us on the air. Our Patreon page is patreon.com slash gopjosh, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash gopjosh, patreon.com slash gopjosh makes our Rumble stream possible. Also, support the program uh, using our Bitly link for Fiverr. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace and allows both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform to do voiceover or logo design or translation services. What are some new ones? I have a new graphic for the for the little the the Rumble stream. I made it myself, but if you want something like that, I'm sure someone on Rumble can, or on uh, Fiverr can help you out with that. B i t l y slash g o p josh f i v e r r b i t l y slash g o p josh or yeah b i t l y slash g o p josh Fiverr 
is the link and code TSMS on blackoutcoffee.com and on makehoneygreatagain.com, code TSMS. That is code TSMS. All right. Let's talk about everyone's favorite foreign national here, uh, Zelensky. Demands the West provide full protection shield of anti-aircraft defense systems. So the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, has called for a full protective shield of air defense systems to be provided, pardon me, to his country following a campaign of what he's described as Russian missile terror. Amid missile shelling attacks in the uh, Donstek region in the Black Sea port city of Odessa, President Zelensky has called on Western allies to provide Ukraine with more anti-aircraft systems to protect the entirety of the country. Um, this is from Breitbart, by the way. Ukraine needs a full-fledged sky shield. This is the only way to defeat Russian missile terror. We have already shown that we can shoot down even the Russian missiles that terrorists boast about. The Ukrainian president wrote on Twitter. Oh, it's a Twitter post. It's not like I'm not trying to impersonate a Twitter post. Thanks to the help of our partners in the air defense system provided to Ukraine, our defenders of the sky have saved thousands of lives. We need more air defense systems for our entire country, for all of our cities and communities. The world must not get used to Russian terror. Terror must be defeated, and it is possible. The comments followed another round of attacks on the city of Odessa on Sunday morning following strikes that appeared to target grain storage facilities earlier in the week. All right. Vladimir Zelensky is getting a little comfortable with his $6 billion of accounting error and whatever else, however many other billions and trillions of dollars we've sent over to, to the Ukraine. He's becoming comfortable, you know? He's like living life in luxury, uh, different house every night, different car every night, you know, got a Ferrari tonight, a Lamborghini tomorrow night, uh, while his country's suffering, right? A lot of it's just his personal benefit, and I hate to say that because he wears, like, hoodies when he comes to the United States and sweatshirts. But if you really think he's not pocketing some of that, you're outrageously, you're just, you're not paying attention, right? He's not the kind of guy to be honest. He's not the kind of guy to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm being honest here and I, I'm really not pocketing a penny of this for my own profit. It's totally all for the country. If it was all for the country, the war would be over now. It doesn't take $60 billion, 70, 80, 90, $100 billion uh, to close a border, right? We can close America's border with $100 million, maybe. And if Russia is going to continue attacking, continue fleeting, I'm not saying that Ukraine doesn't have a reason to protect themselves. But I'm also saying, how long can we as a country, we as America, keep up with providing support to another country? Right? Keep up with providing support uh, to Vladimir Zelensky. Right? Keep up with providing support for him and his country when our people in our country here are hurting. Right? We're not in good shape in America. If we were in a better shape as a country, I might be more inclined to want to give him something, right? Give Vladimir Zelensky some money, right? But we as a country are suffering. Our American people cannot afford to put gas in their tank. Our American people cannot afford to do whatever they need to do, buy groceries, right? It's $120 and you don't buy any meat, right? I mean, you have to go to a butcher shop to, to afford meat. Not the grocery show, uh, store's meat's the best anyway, but still, it's, it's the principle. And we are more worried as a country about bankrolling Vladimir Zelensky and his attempts to protect his country when our country ourselves can't survive. Now, I'm not saying UBI. I'm not saying any sort of protection program for the American people when it comes to money. But I'm saying if we don't continue printing money for Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine, in the Ukraine, it was the Ukraine up until two years ago when they decided they were going to have this whole debacle, we might be able to afford things as, as Americans. We might be able to not have to break the bank every time we have to buy, I don't know, a, a, a tank of gas. Right, and I know it's a, a generic one, but 
if you want to buy carrots and, I don't know, onions and green peppers, you're going to break the bank to trying to afford those. Those have gone up 20%, 30%. But we're more worried as a country about this guy. And nothing against Vladimir. I'm sure he's a nice guy, right? But we're more worried as a country about making sure that he's okay and his country's okay. What happened to our country? Our people. The people the government was instated. Instated, and I'm saying instated. I'm not saying elected because our government was not elected. The people our country was made to protect. And our government was instated. This government was supposedly instated to protect. It's our people. Not Vladimir Zelensky's people. That's why he was instated. With the help of Frank LaRose. We are supposed to protect and defend our country against all enemies foreign and domestic. You're not supposed to protect Ukraine against all enemies foreign and domestic. He's not a member of NATO. We need to shut it off now because we're not going to be able to, to afford to live as Americans if we don't. And he's demanding more and he's saying we, he needs more. Is there, is there a video here? Is this just no audio? Is there any audio for this video? Uh, on Breitbart. I know it's just very poor music. Okay. We don't owe him a thing. They are not not partners. They are not allies. They are people who are leeching off of America's citizens and American taxpayer dollars. So why do we continue pouring money into the Ukraine when we can help our people here ab- abroad, right here here in this country, here on this side of the river, here not six thousand miles away? That's more important to me. Our people here in America. That's why I, I've taken passion in government and taken passion in politics. It's because I'm more worried about protecting the American people in this country than I am the people in, in Ukraine, however many miles away, 6,000 miles from Ohio away. But I'm not worried about them. I'm, um, I'm worried about our country. And I'm worried about our state and our future. And that's why I do what I do. I don't, I don't do it for fun. right? I'm, I'm here and I do what I do in politics because I want America to live for my generation. And not even going further than that. If I ever have kids, I'll go further than that. But at this point, I'm more worried about my people. My generation. The Generation Z that doesn't understand how bad things really are and really will be if they continue going down the same path with the Democrat Party. Um, but I want our country to survive. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very proud Americana guy. Can't show you because it's using, I'm using it for my camera right now. But I just got a new phone case. It, it's red, white, and blue. You know, it's American flags with the stars and stripes on it. Um... Shirt in the studio is an American flag-themed shirt from, from Washington, D.C., wearing a Amer- red, white, and blue hat with a red, white, and blue microphone stand here. Uh, I, I love this country. And if we're going to continue going down the same path of pouring money into other countries, I don't know how ours is going to survive. There's only so much money to go around. We don't have an infinite printer, and if we did, I'd say just give that to Ukraine and print uh, Ukrainian currency over American currencies, and we don't have to worry about our, ours being, being devalued. Right, We don't have that infinite printer, so we're pulling out of somewhere to get what we're giving out now. And it's not going to work forever. We're not going to be able to keep it going forever. right? And if we want a country, we need to, we need to stop this ASAP. Um, we're going to get into this really quickly here. I'm going to use a different song. I'm not going to use a, a, um, one of our pre-recorded outros for the show today. Let, let's use music. Let's use Jason Aldean, shall we? Because um, we're going to have news about him after the break here. Um, before the break, uh, one more thing about Fiverr is make sure you can use our link there. B-I-T-O-L-Y slash G-O-P Josh F-I-V-E-R-R F-I-V-E-R-R uh, is the link for that for Fiverr and then our Patreon page patreon.com slash G-O-P Josh P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash G-O-P Josh also Ohioans. Ohioans, Ohioans. You thought you were going to get away 
It, we have we're almost twenty minutes into the actual like podcast recorded program and no advertisements. So really quick, Ohio, make sure you vote yes on issue one. Yes on issue one, August eighth or before. I think I have a, a graphic I can put up for this maybe on on the Rumble stream. Uh, that I'm not sure of, but we'll figure it out here. But yes on issue one, yes on issue one. Yeah, we have it here, right up here. Let's let's pull it up. Let's put it on the on the screen, shall we? Yes on issue one, August eighth, twenty twenty three. Take away that Chiron, can you? Can we take that away? Yeah, there we go. Yes on issue one. Protect our constitution. If you're in Ohio, vote yes on issue one. Yes on issue one. Very important, and it's very important. I can't get out and vote for it, so I have to kind of. Live through y'all, through the ones I, I talk to every day, and just say, get on the program and get with the program and vote yes on issue one. Back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network, this is the Conservative Crusader, and this is Jason Aldean. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Make sure you use our phone line and, and optimize that, if you will. 574-675-6747. That is 57-GOP-JOSH-7 is the phone number there. We played going out on the last segment. If you missed it, you can catch the podcast. Podcast is available at gopjosh.com slash show or our uh, our Red Future Radio site at redfutureradio.com. RedFutureRadio.com slash TCC to go directly to my story and my link there. Um, all right. So Jason Aldean, the country star famous for, obviously, Big Green Tractor, Dirt Road Anthem, and now try that in a small town. But people are saying, well, he wasn't actually born in a small town. How does he know? No, it's, it's basic Americana. Anyone who's been to a small town and has ever experienced small town life in any capacity knows, yeah, um, if you try that in a small town, uh, good luck. Um, I think there's a, a FAFO term for that. I don't know what it stands for, but I see it around there a lot. Um, so Jason Aldean addressed a small-town uh, backlash in the small-town backlash in a show in Cincinnati, Ohio, here in the beautiful great state of Ohio. I, I almost say that Cincinnati is a member of Kentucky, but in this case, we're going to claim it. A defiant Jason Aldean addressed the backlash against his latest signal, signal single, if I can talk today, Try that in a small town and pledges to continue performing the controversial track live during his Friday night concert in Cincinnati. I'm going to tell you guys it's been a long bleep week. Aldine told the crowd at the Riverbend Music Center, 
it's been a long week and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff suggesting this, suggesting I'm that. Hey, here's the thing. Here's how uh, one thing I feel. I mean, I feel everyone's entitled to their opinion. You can think something all you want to. It doesn't mean it's true. Just like people think the election was fair and honest in 2020. It doesn't mean it's true. What I am is a proud American. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this BS started happening or bleep, be bleep started happening to us. I love my country. I love my family. And I will do anything to protect that. I'll tell you that right now. Chance of USA then erupted from Aldine's supportive fan base. Friday marked Aldine's first time discussing the controversy publicly as his third day concert in Cleveland Thursday was canceled due to weather. Um, and that is from the Rolling Stone. The backlash against Try That in a Small Town began earlier this week when Aldine dropped the new music video for the month's old song with a visual featuring the country singer performing in front of a courthouse, reportedly in Columbus, uh, Columbia, Tennessee, a set of a 1933 lynching, depicting protests as violent and lawless, whatever, whatever. Guess what, guys? When you're in America, with the past we have, courthouses are going to have bad history. And I'm sorry to say it, but I mean, it, it's true. And because he performed in front of that courthouse doesn't mean he's the enemy of all people and he hates all people and he's racist and he's nasty and he's dirty and whatever else. Doesn't mean it's true. That, that, that's not true. Right? He's someone that performs music and I think his music's all right. I'm not the biggest fan of, of, of his music. I'm a big, like, classic country guy. But I mean, I'll listen to Jason Aldean. If it's, all the, if it's on the radio, I won't change the channel. I used to really like Big Green Tractor when I was a, a, a little lad growing up. Um, just because he decided to place the position. And I don't think that musicians who are known for their music should have to dig deep into the history books and go, okay, well, look at this, 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 this. this. Okay, this, is, uh, this happened at this location. We need to cut off the music video, right? Maybe he was in Columbia, Tennessee and said, let's shoot a video, right? I mean, it's not like it's the most professionally shot video I've ever seen in my entire life. Um... I don't think it needs to be a history lesson and a history and needed to dig deep back in time uh, to what happened there at that courthouse. Now, if he was at the bus stop where Rosa Parks got sent to the back, right, that's one thing. But something that happened too commonly, albeit, across America should not prohibit the existence of a music video, right? It was not even a great video, to be honest. And it shouldn't prohibit the existence of it because... Oh, yeah, well, this thing happened here. That's goofy. And I don't think it, it's it's fair to Jason Aldean, who put work, uh, time, money, and energy into this video. Uh, I don't think it's fair to the people who performed in it and, and performed the song that because of what happened in 1933, which is, I don't know, 90 years ago, this video is, is racist and offensive and, and everything else. And people even have been reacting to it on YouTube. It's a common thing that where you, like, react to things without actually doing doing any work, just sitting there reacting to it. I could do that for this show and just play clips all day and, and y'all would probably hate it. But um, just because you know that that happened there and one person knows that happened there doesn't mean everyone does. And you can say, well, we need to teach history better. I'm sorry, if I was sitting in history class, you know, I'm I'm a, a, a rising senior at this point. If I was sitting in history class, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that happened. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. Right, and not everyone's going to know that something happened at this courthouse at this point in time. In this, in this, 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 this exact coordinates. You know, I pull out the map here with with the, with the nerd glasses and the, and the squishy nose. And well, actually, you know, um, um, this happened here at this point. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's cool. It's still a cool video. Still a good song and a true song. And people said the song was racist. Right? Why are you assuming that because he's talking about about you know carjackings and 
uh, beating up old ladies and and robbing people and cussing out a cop that it's automatically racist. What? Well, why do you think he's talking about a race that he might not be? That's the racism in you, folks. That's the racism in the people assuming that. It's a good song too. Like I I, I put it on my playlist. I mean, it's kind of a kind of a vibe. It's number one on trending for music right now on YouTube. Um, let's look at Billboard charts. I've never actually looked at the Billboard charts. Um, I don't think it's probably top 100. It's not a new song, but it's up there. And Morgan Wallen's up there. Wow, good for Nor- Morgan Wallen. Um, I don't. I-, I doubt they actually let it on here. Yeah, it's it's not even on the top 100, unless the search function's not working. But anyways, that's not really important. But it, it's the the video is number one on trending. It's been out for 10 days on YouTube. Uh, for Jason Aldean's account, and he's standing by it. And I'm glad he's standing by it. There's nothing wrong with, with with what he did. There's nothing racist about it. There's nothing, no no problems at all. Um, and there's a behind-the-scenes look on the video. So why don't you look at the video and see, hey, you know, this, this oh, well, I'm throwing my pen now. Hey, this is what happened. Look at it and, and see how things went down and see if it's racist at that point. Right? Also, how much of it is? He's, he's going to be in, in Columbus for like $200. Oh, why not take a look at that? Um, anyways, now changing some topics here. Hunter Biden put then VP dad Joe on the phone with business associates for at least two dozen times as 24 ex-partner Devolden, uh, Devin Archer to testify. This is an opinion piece from the New York Post, which is controlled out, by the way. Hunter Biden would dial in his father, then President Joe Biden on speakerphone into meetings with his overseas business partners, according to testimony expected before Congress this week. Um, by uh, from Devin Archer, the first son's former best friend. Archer, 48, who is facing jail for his role in a $60 million bond fraud, is scheduled to testify to the House Oversight Committee about meetings he witnessed that were attended by Joe Biden, either in person or via speakerphone, when Hunter would call his father and introduce him to foreign business partners or prospective investors. Um, we are looking forward very much to hearing from Devin Archer about all the things he had witnessed. Joe Biden meeting with Hunter Biden overseas business partners when he was vice president, including speakerphone. Blah, 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 said James Comer, the committee chairman. I'm in the House Oversight Committee from Kentucky. One such meeting was in Dubai late in the evening on Friday, uh, December 4th, 2015, after a board meeting on the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which was paying Hunter Biden $83,000 a month. Quick question here, by the way. What qualifications does Hunter Biden have to, to work on an energy company? Archer, who was also a director, was scheduled to testify that after dinner with the Burisma board at the Baraj Arab Arab Hotel, he and Hunter traveled six miles north to the Four Seasons Resort Dubai and to have a drink with one of Hunter's friends. While they were sitting outside the bar, Vadim uh, Palazarinsky, a senior Burisma executive, phoned to ask where they were beca- where they were because the owner needed to speak to Hunter urgently. Hunter, speak to Hunter urgently. Can you ring your dad? That's a quote. Um, from Balazarki. It was at the time an early, uh, at that time it was early afternoon Friday in Washington, D.C. Hunter then called his father, put him on speaker, placed the phone on the table, and introduced the Ukrainians to Joe Biden uh, by nickname, or by name, as Nikolai and Vadim. He also words the, said words to the effect that Burisma bigwigs need our support. So he spoke uh, only in vague pleasantries during the call, but they knew who he was. If you don't think that Hunter Biden is involved and, and Joe Biden's involved in Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings, I have some oceanfront property in Ohio to sell you. 
You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Folks, this is the Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all, as always. On this, we always start this segment, uh, or this part of the show, I should say, the Ohio segment, and the fourth uh, segment of the show, mainly because I, I focus a lot on Ohio news, and I'm in Ohio, and Ohio is like the forefront of the world, so I say, as Ohio goes, so goes the nation, and as the nation goes, so goes the world. All right, so Republican Senate candidate who once said it was irresponsible for Republicans to make stolen election claims and thinks that Joe Biden won the election just endorsed Donald Trump's 2024 campaign. You know exactly who I'm thinking of here. Frank Lerino, folks. Frank LaRose, uh, from the he's the Secretary of State of Ohio. He's running for Senate. He met with Donald Trump today according to some Ohio journalists. By the way, Twitter name changed their name to X, um, apparently. So if, you, if you're following me on Twitter, then you can go ahead and uh, tune in and, and follow me on Twitter, GOPJosh20. Um, really quick here as well. The following Ohio Republicans are dining with former President Trump tonight at Bedminster. Uh, J.D. Vance, Frank LaRose, Mike Carey, Jim Jordan, Bill Johnson, and Max Miller. Um, great. I just love having Frank LaRose in that room, right? Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, All right. So Frank LaRose has repeatedly said that he doesn't think it's appropriate to endorse in his position uh, for president because uh, Trump said certain things and then the Sanders isn't great. You know, in the days after the 2020 election, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose suggested that former President Donald Trump's claims of widespread voter fraud were irresponsible. But that was when LaRose was tasked with overseeing the state's election. Now as LaRose is seeing his next job from, uh, seeking his next job as U.S. Senator from Ohio, he's backing Trump's 2024 comeback bid just days after launching his Senate campaign. Uh, and in a statement on the endorsement, LaRose cited Trump's ability to strike so much fear in the opposition so that he won't back down from a fight, even at his own peril. His enemies, foreign and domestic, will stop at nothing in their attempt to keep him from winning this race. And that's true. And I agree with him on that. Um... But that doesn't mean you should endorse him because of it. And here's a picture of them t- them together for our Rumble folks out there, our great, great Rumble patriots. Um, he's trying to get the endorsement, man. He's dining at Bedminster tonight. He's trying to get that Trump endorsement. And I know people are going to say, 
Josh, you shouldn't go against the Trump endorsement. Didn't you learn from 2024 or 2022 uh, when he endorsed the one and only J.D. Vance that, hey, maybe he knows what he's doing, right? And I, I agree with that. Hypothetically, I feel like I need to rush the expose. If you don't know on Twitter, I've been writing a uh, expose of Frank LaRose's career, his anti-Trump past, everything that he said uh, about the World Economic Forum, about Eric, about the money from Zuckerberg, all the big stuff that could crash a campaign, right? All the opposition research, and I'm sure Bernie Moreno hasn't. He said on uh, the Ruthless podcast he's not going to go negative, uh, so independent people have to, right? And I'm, I'm going to be very clear at this point. I'm not in, in collusion with campaigns. I'm not doing anything uh, paid for by a campaign. Everything that I'm doing is completely independent, and with Red Feature Radio, of course, but it's, it's mainly myself and myself alone. I'll talk about it on the program by Red Feature Radio. But we're not paid for by any politicians, pretty much is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, and I'm not doing op research for any specific politician, just against a specific politician, and that politician is Frank LaRose. Uh, he's endorsing only so he can get a endorsement. Just like he only endorsed J.D. Vance in the primary last time, which I think changed zero people's votes, um, so he can get the endorsement on Donald Trump in his re-election bid against uh, John Adams, who I had on the show. He's a great guy. Um, but he's only trying to do it to get the endorsement. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you look at his his campaign logo, right? And Frank LaRose thought it was going to be smooth sailing in this primary. So much so that he actually copied Ron DeSantis' 2020 logo. Let me, let me get this here. Or 2022 logo. I want to pull up both of the logos for our Rumble stream here. In our Rumble Patriots. Um, this is a knockoff button that I'm pulling this picture up from. But it has the same logo. And everything else. So I'm pulling it up for Rumble. This is the Ron DeSantis logo. Right, Ron says DeSantis on the bottom for governor has the state outline the year in it. Here's Frank LaRose's website. It's the same thing. Come on, you wouldn't copy the logo of someone you're going to endorse against in a week if you didn't think you had to endorse against that person in a week. Obviously, he wants the endorsement of um, of President Trump and Ron DeSantis. He's trying to play the best of both worlds. By the way, um, DeSantis is an enemy of MAGA at this point. So if you want that endorsement, you're not going to get the endorsement of Donald Trump. Um, but he's doing all the MAGA media. He's going on Real America's Voice. He's going on, uh, you know, on on talk radio in Columbus. Won't do this show. I wonder why. Probably because I don't like him. Um, but I don't like when politicians endorse for endorsements. I don't like the trade-off. I don't like the collusion. I consider that collusion with campaigns. Someone in Team Trump, and I don't know who it is, and I'm not going to ac- accuse, and I, I, I don't have any insider information, um, told Ron... Uh, Mr. Frank LaRose, that I that if he endorses Donald Trump, that he will get the endorsement, or he will be higher up in the endorsement tier. And I'm just guessing. This is all guess. I, I don't have insider information. But you don't just hop out and say, yeah, I'm going to endorse this guy, you know, that after I said he, he's terrible. Um, <laughs> you don't do that a, a, on a whim, right? There's obviously a reason behind it, and that reason's wanting an endorsement that I hopefully he doesn't get. And I hope that he endorses Bernie Moreno and, and Trump. Trump knows Ohio. And if you need someone from Ohio to, to give input, I'm sure you have plenty of people next to you, but come on, call GOP Josh. You know, shout at me out once. You can call me, call on me uh, whenever you need President Trump. I'm sure you can uh, get access to my phone number pretty easily. Uh, and GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of Got a lot of power in Team Trump? If, if so, let me know. And I will, <laughs> I will uh, put in some input there. One more thing about Ohio. This is mainly for Ohio residents, but... A new Ohio law requires schools to accept cash at sports and other events. This is uh, like public school, like high schools and K-12. Uh, if you're going to an event, you have to be able to accept uh, 
cash. If you can't and someone brings cash, you have to let them in for free, right? Um, this is important because the bill's here. Do I have a bill in my pocket? I think I might. Do I have a, a $1 bill here in my pocket? We do. We're so back. All right. So this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. I don't know how well you can read that there. It's kind of it's messing up my background really bad. Uh, yeah, it's not going to focus. But this this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. That includes with schools. And schools are public. So it's a public debt. You shouldn't be able to reject people's money because it's cash. That, that should be a federal law. That's like if you go to a gas station, they have to accept cash. If you go to a convenience store, they have to accept cash. I was in Bedminster with Jeremy Juski and Alan Jacoby the other day. And I went to a 7-Eleven to get a drink. And, and they're like, are you paying cash or card? I'm like, I'm paying cash. All right, you got to wait in this line for cash. And, and if you're going card, you can, you can go through. Why can both registers not handle cash? Are you not able to count money? Are you are you not able to, to count currency? Come on, it's not that hard. One, two, three, okay? I was buying like one one bottle of Diet Coke for, to go to Bedminster. Are you saying you can't count $2? But anyways, I'm glad this is happening. It should be a, a college-level thing as well. Like if you're going to a Buckeyes game, you shouldn't be expected to have like a Visa gift card or a gift card of some sort or you, you can't go to the game. If you're going to, to this or that, you should be able to use public tender, American dollars, U.S. currency, dollar-dollar uh, bills, y'all, uh, to get in where you're trying to go, right? I mean, that's, that's, it's, that, it's that simple. Um, the exception for schools at least public sports, facil- uh, f- uh, sports facilities or privately owned locations, it's not yet clear what this change will mean for high school school uh, high school state state tournaments, which are played at a variety of venues, including ones owned by universities. Uh, the OHSAA informed schools of the change in early July and is evaluating how the new law will affect its ticketing and concession plans for postseason tournaments, which only sold online tickets in recent years. Um, I mean, kids don't know how to use cards. If if someone's dropping off their their young your their young kid to go watch their brother play t ball, they're not going to know how to use a card to get in. If you're inviting grandma and grandpa to watch you play baseball. They're not going to know how to use a card to get in. I know some people that don't even use a card to begin with. And you're saying now they have to have a card to get into a door? Now that's stupid. If you, if you want to offer it on like an ex- exclusive like uh, away section concession stand, that's one thing. But if you're doing it in the main entrance gate to get into the door, that, that's not acceptable. I mean, come on. And I'm glad Ohio is doing something about it. Our Ohio legislator does something sometimes. Does that, does that, does that, does that deserve a round of applause? I don't think so. But anyways, we are glad that they're finally doing something here in Ohio. And that's the Ohio segment, and that's pretty much wrapping it up for you all today on this Monday edition of the program. The website's gopjosh.com. That is G-O-P-J-O-S-H dot C-O-M. And we are very, very glad to be back with you all. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, gopjosh20, or if it's X by the time this podcast comes out. Thank you. (laughs) Follow me on X at gopjosh20. Truth Social is at gopjosh. Going to use that a little more now. Uh, if you miss any part of the show, you can go back and listen to the podcast, gopjosh.com slash show or redfeatureradio.com slash TCC, whichever you prefer. And we will be back on Wednesday with a brand new episode. Thank you, my friends, and we will be back with you very soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 